Welcome to Tatami Room, Season 2, Episode 2, Tokyo and Yokohama. This is your host, Martin. Um, I apologize in advance. My voice is a little scrappy. I got sick again. Um, if, uh, if you've known me for a while, you know that I tend to get colds quite often. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's another one of those. A little unfortunate because uh, I was, uh, I'm training for a judo tournament right now. And so I had to skip a couple days of training. In any case, so this episode, I wanted to talk about Tokyo and Yokohama, give you all a little preview, uh, but also kind of narrate it through the lens of my uh, trip, which was from December 26th uh, last year till the uh, 2nd of this year. I'll be giving recommendations and good spots, etc. The stoic quote for this week is, settle on the type of person you want to be and stick to it whether alone or in company. And this one's by Marcus Aurelius. So I uh, thought it'd be a, this is a fitting quote, given that, you know, it's New Year's, people have uh, New Year's resolutions um, that they're trying to stick to, you know, and hopefully you're sticking to those resolutions, whether you're alone or uh, you're with other people. Um, I, uh, I tend to uh, do a little New Year's resolution type thing i just write down a couple goals i have on a piece of paper stick it up somewhere near my desk um and just kind of try keep those uh those things in mind my goals for for the year uh, a little personal update that i want to share with you all <clears throat> so um i've gone back to school now um classes are uh, starting up again it's not bad um it's uh but it's taken a little bit getting used to you know trying to get back into that rhythm uh, i've still had a couple of uh, office days this week where i just uh you know prepare um and study japanese at the office honestly i feel like those days um maybe other alts have them and they're like yay okay i don't and you don't necessarily need to do anything. It is not like any specific commitment that you have. But honestly, I feel like because I have to be at the city hall, I would rather just be at a school teaching. And I'm with the kids. I'm with the teachers. And so it's just better. I think when I'm at the city hall, it's like I'm surrounded by people who are doing their own thing. They're, my work isn't really related to theirs. So I just kind of sit there by myself the entire time. <clears throat> I also mentioned that I was training for a judo tournament. This will be the um, the tournament for the island, the Tanegashima tournament, if I understand correctly. Um, it'll be it's coming up quite soon. Two more weeks left. It's going to be on the fourth of February. Um, so I've been uh, trying to get myself in uh, in shape for that. I've been going to the gym and I've been uh, doing uh, soccer on Sundays. Didn't attend today. Still kind of felt a little bit under the weather. Um, but one thing that was interesting to note was, uh, people are surprisingly good at soccer. And what I mean by that is I'll, uh, I've, you know, I've, I played uh, soccer in middle school and I was, I was okay. I was like, you know, it's like a decent for a recreational level player. I wasn't anything special, you know, premier player comes along, I'd get my, my butt kicked. But anyways, I, since then, I, I've uh, occasionally gone to a couple like Sunday leagues, kicked around with some older folks, um, with my father. 
And uh, so whenever you go to one of these kind of Sunday league situations in the U.S., you encounter people that, you know, they're just there for the fun of it, just having, they don't have the best uh, ball control, maybe not very athletic. And so I kind of expected the same thing here. But um, in Japan, if you do a hobby, that's like your hobby and you're good at it. So basically where <laughs> my my level um, is on the lower end of uh, of the spectrum here so if i go out and i'm playing with the the rest of the lads i'm uh we, i mean i haven't touched a ball in a long time so it's kind of expected but you know if it's like a normal sunday league game in the u.s for example i can compensate with my uh my speed and athleticism but here you know people are uh, they're good so that was kind of uh <laughs> i need to really try during soccer it's also nice because um, my students, some of my, uh, I play against my middle school students that are there and uh, they, uh, they're, you know, they're inviting me. They're like, hey, you know, you should come out and whatnot. And so it's been, it's been fun getting to kick the ball around with them as well. But with all that being said, uh, let's jump right into talking about Tokyo and Yokohama after a short break. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, so first, I want to start by just kind of talking about my uh, motivations for going on the trip. I've been to Tokyo before. I haven't been to, had not been to Yokohama um, before uh, before this uh, before this trip. But I just wanted to get off the island during uh, Christmas and New Year's uh, time, hang out with some friends in the area, and just get back into uh, this a bigger city atmosphere. I feel like. Um, you know, hanging out on this island where uh, I know a lot of people can be a little claustrophobic at times. I think if I uh, if I ever stay, I think I mentioned this before, but if I'm at a family mart, one of the two family marts on the island, 30 minutes I'm running into someone I recognize and I like to kind of chill there. So it's uh, sometimes it'd be nicer if I was more anonymous. But yeah, so I just want to kind of get out of the island, go back to Tokyo. And this is uh, not, uh, again, a little uh, preface again, but I actually ended up staying in a capsule hotel for uh, six evenings, I believe. Uh, I had never stayed in a capsule hotel before, and uh, maybe some of y'all haven't either, so I want to kind of share that experience as that experience as well. So the positives were it was pretty clean, um, surprisingly clean, right? Uh, it had good amenities. There was uh, free ramen or curry that they gave out every night. You could just take a packet up with you. You know, not gourmet food, but it's uh, it's free. You know, as a as a Hungarian, I can't say uh, say no to free things. I feel like. They also had free ice cream, which is great. Free ice cream, free coffee, free tea. So um, I think that was uh, that was really cool. And um, as expected, it was quite cheap. It was about five thousand yen per evening. And uh, if we're looking at this in terms of dollar value, that comes out to about thirty thirty five ish dollars per night. So it's it's definitely a good rate. Um, and so the hotel was actually in Kawasaki, which is right between the town, right sandwiched between Tokyo and Yokohama. So it's at a pretty good location. It was right next to um, one of the train stations as well, so I couldn't complain. Now, the negatives were um, kind of as expected. The space is uh, very small. 
I didn't mind that part, but one thing that was a little bit annoying was uh, the noise from other residents. You, I just had like a little curtain in front of my little capsule, um, so it wasn't it was not soundproof whatsoever. So if uh, noise bothers you and you need quiet to sleep, I don't recommend uh, getting a capsule uh, hotel. And finally, this is kind of one thing that annoyed me the most was uh, at 10 a.m. we were you had to leave the hotel for cleaning, and so. As someone, uh, if I'm on vacation, I like to get up late, especially if I'm like out late the night before, you know, I'm out with friends where we catch the shooten, which is the last train back, um, you know, I'm in bed by like, you know, two, two-ish, and it's like, I want to sleep in, um, and sometimes I felt a little rushed to, uh, you know, wake up, brush my teeth, and get out before they're like, hey, please leave, um, so yeah, that was my, my capsule hotel experience. In terms of Tokyo and Yokohama, let's start by talking about uh, Yokohama first. I actually spent most of my time here, I would say, or I spent quite a bit of time. I think I went um, went down there like three or four times in total. I wanted to visit some of the museums. Unfortunately, I did not have the chance. The The day that I went, um, they were fully, one of the museums was fully booked. Um, the when I when I uh, wanted to go back the next day, I was feeling a little under the weather, so I just kind of had a rest day. And then the next day, I went back, and the it was all the museums were closed for New Year's, so it just kind of uh, didn't work out in uh, in my favor, uh, unfortunately. I, I really wanted to visit the Cup Noodle Museum. There's a Cup Noodle Museum in Yokohama. I think it's quite famous, and apparently there's something where you can create your own variety or like type of cup noodle they package it wrap it up for you and whatnot i think that would have been cool maybe if i'm in yokohama again then uh, i'll give it a visit one thing that i really enjoyed uh, doing in yokohama was walking around a lot um walked a ton on uh, one of the days i think december 28th i believe i walked yeah i, I walked from yokohama back to my capsule hotel in kawasaki which Took about three hours. I think that day I walked. Uh, <laughs> I walked about a half marathon in total, somewhere around twenty-one kilometers. But it was it was awesome. I think um, walking from downtown Yokohama, um, all the big buildings, and then kind of going to this in between uh, Yokohama Kawasaki area where it's a little. It's still not rural. Definitely, definitely not rural. But it's uh, more residential. Um, you know, less kind of uh, tall buildings and more just kind of uh, dwellings and whatnot. And then getting back into Kawasaki, um, where there is, again, the taller uh, buildings, restaurants, and, uh, you know, these population or hubs, right? these uh, shopping malls and whatnot. So I, I thought that was a, I had a lot of fun doing that. If you like uh, taking walks, um, you know, I I would recommend it. It's, it's a, definitely a strenuous one, but yeah. I wanted to uh, note some of the kind of uh, tourist or sightseeing spots that I visited. Um, some of these are some of my favorites. So I got three for y'all. <clears throat> first of them, first of them being Yamashita Park. So Yamashita Park is a really beautiful park. It's right next to the water, and there's some cool sculptures and uh, very nice uh, greenery. Uh, there's great atmosphere as well. Um, you can, there's a bunch of benches. I sat down and read my uh, my book for a bit, 
but yeah you can take a stroll through it it's it's great the some of the plants were still flowering even though it was the winter uh, it was very well kept and clean i even caught a uh, street performance over there so i really recommend uh, i rec i would recommend giving yamashita park a visit um if you are uh, if you are in the yokohama area also um I found this out by just kind of walking around, but if you're familiar with Gundams, these are like massive uh, robots that are featured in uh, like Japanese uh, television and anime, I believe. But the Gundam factory is actually right next to Yamashita Park, um, and so I was just kind of walking around, and uh, I didn't go in because uh, I wasn't too interested, and it would have been a bit too expensive for my taste, but I got pretty close to the actual Gundam. I got a snapped a couple photos of it. Um, so that's kind of an additional bonus is if you're into Gundams, then you can combine that with the park visit as well. Now, uh, next on my list is Chinatown. This is probably my favorite uh, part of uh, Yokohama. It was more like China City, in fact. It was a massive, it, was, it spanned blocks. And uh, one thing, uh, the reason I really liked it was you could just see it was people from, you know, all places and backgrounds who were coming together. It was really crowded when I was there, and the atmosphere was just great. The street food uh, was awesome. I had this, uh, like, fried chicken, I believe. Um, yeah, no, it was it, it was just a fun time. Everyone was having a blast. I even stopped by. They had a, I'm not sure what kind of shrine they had, but um, there was a shrine there, uh, and uh, I was able to go in. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really cool experience. Yeah. And I just said like my favorite part of it was just everyone was, uh, coming, coming together there. Um, you know, especially here on, uh, on the Island, it's, uh, fairly every most like 99% of people are Japanese. And I think that's, uh, it's the same in most of Japan, but I mean, because, uh, the Chinatown is such a big tourist attraction, it was just, everyone was there old, young, you know, uh, Japanese people, foreigners, so it was awesome. Um, I, as I mentioned, I got street food. It was the fried chicken, and one of my other favorite parts was I got a Chinese uh, palm reading. I think uh, tesol, uh, if if I remember, that's what it was called correctly. And it's funny because this Chinese palm reading is told to me in Japanese um <laughs> but I, I so I'm, I'm trying to decipher what um what my palm reading is um even when I don't completely understand I think one thing I remembered from it was that um they said that one of the lines on my hands indicates that I like helping people a lot um which uh yeah hopefully that's true so that's something that I caught from it. There was a couple of things that I didn't understand from uh, from the palm reading, but yeah, that's that's another kind of interesting thing you can do if you're in uh, if you're in the Chinatown area. And uh, finally, I would say another really cool part of Yokohama was Minato Mirai. This is kind of a neighborhood um, uh, resident, not residential, but um, shopping area. Uh, it's right next to the bay and. Uh, it is really awesome. There's a bunch of shopping malls nearby. There's the Cup Noodle Museum, which unfortunately I didn't get to visit. And you can kind of cross the bay on uh, on a bridge, and the views are awesome. So I uh, went there multiple times. I was even 
uh, in that area on uh, New Year's Eve, and with all the lights uh, going in the evening, it was uh, it was also a cool experience doing that. Uh, there's a, actually a model ship nearby as well. Uh, it's a full, I don't know if it's a replica, uh, or they just preserved one of like an 1800s uh, trading boat, but it's uh, the full-scale models there. You can uh, go on board uh, if if you would so please. And uh, also near Minato Mirai is the big Yokohama Tower. Not entirely sure how tall it is, but it's the tallest building in Yokohama. And uh, yeah, it was it's a it's a huge building. So you gotta uh, stretch your neck to look up at the at the top of it. I think one of the biggest attractions of Minato Mirai is uh, the Ferris wheel. Um, it's one of the biggest in Japan, and it's called the Cosmo Clock 21. There's this huge Ferris wheel, and it has uh, this like digital clock right in the middle, right on the eye. Um, and when I was uh, I was in y Yokohama for New Year's, actually, and uh, you could it was cool seeing like the countdown that they were doing and all the lights that they were playing on the on the Ferris wheel um, as the New Year's countdown was happening. Um, but yeah, Minato Mirai is just, uh, it's a very commercial, commercial center. You got shopping malls, you got basically a lot of uh, tourist attractions with the ship and whatnot. You got the the big uh, um, Yokohama Tower there, the Ferris wheel. Right next to the Ferris wheel, there's an amusement park, um, the Cup Noodle Museum as well. So it's just uh, a lot of things to do in uh, Minato Mirai. <clears throat> My overall vibe that I got uh, from Yokohama. Uh, so I had a good time. Yokohama is great, but uh, I did feel like it was a little too touristy for me, as well as a little too bougie. I'm out there, I'm balling out here on a teacher's salary. I actually, for jet people in Japan, you make a decent amount of money, but having to, uh, you know, buying the plane tickets to come all the way up to Tokyo and Yokohama and then spending money there that it's a it's an expensive bill <clears throat> so for example i visited what's called the red brick warehouse and it was filled with kind of expensive uh, upper middle class boutiques and it's kind of, it was kind of one of those times when you're just kind of window shopping and you feel out of place because you know you're not going to buy any of these items that are just way out of your budget um so that was uh that was something i had to reckon with but overall, um, the views were great, and uh, it's uh, an interesting visit, especially if you have the money to spend. Uh, moving on to Tokyo, so uh, the most of the time I was in Tokyo, I'd say I was hanging out with my friends. But during that time, I did get to hit up a couple of the classic places. Um, I went to Shinjuku, uh, where it's a massive station. And uh, what I learned during this trip is I can never find the right exit at this station. Um, no matter what I do, I always I come out on uh, I'm consistent. I always come out on this uh, one side, but <laughs> that side is usually uh, not the side that I'm meeting someone or uh, my, where my destination's at. So uh, yeah, uh, Shinjuku is uh, again. It's a there's a lot of restaurants and shops there. Also went to Shibuya. Um, Shibuya um, Station is just a cool uh, mention. Again, it's, it's I think it's similar to Shinjuku in the fact that. 
so all the restaurants, shopping malls are nearby. But Shibuya is uh, where Jujutsu Kaisen um, had, uh, you know, a major uh, major scene or arc. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen is an anime for uh, those not aware. But yeah, so it was kind of funny to be in the place where the or the anime episodes <laughs> took place. Uh, on one of my walks, I also came across Tokyo Station, which is it's this massive kind of European style old train station, uh, at least from the outside. Um, so it's interesting to uh, look at that. <laughs> it reminded, like I said, it reminded me of uh, of Europe and the train stations that I've uh, I've seen there. I've also also went to Akihabara. Uh, Akihabara is a great way to spend uh, 2,000 yen, or Akihabara is a great place to spend 2,000 uh, yen uh, at an arcade. Uh, Akihabara uh, is basically the technology hub of, uh, to, or entertainment hub of Tokyo. Uh, so lots of arcades, made cafes, um, yeah, uh, that that sort of uh, that sort of thing. If yeah, so if you're looking arcades, uh, then Akihabara is the place. I uh, I I went to an arcade, lost uh, two thousand yen, didn't get anything, but it was still it was still fun. I was just kind of messing around. Um, I would be careful. I, I would caution you though, because the the arcades they uh, in the arcade it, it does seem like oh you're just you know one more uh, time away from getting that like toy or whatever you want anime figure um but it's it's definitely not stacked in your favor so yeah i always i i always kind of set a limit as to how much money i'm gonna spend at an arcade before i go in there's usually it's like a thousand or two thousand yen i don't want to don't really want to go uh don't feel comfortable going above that so also interesting at akihabara i stumbled into kind of an nsfw bookstore so i just kind of um went into <clears throat> excuse me went into an arcade and i'm just kind of wandering around and uh went downstairs thought it would be another level to the arcade turns out it's a bookstore and i look around and uh i i quickly realized that it was uh the books and the contents of the books that were on display were uh not meant for um everyone's eyes so i i quickly uh quickly made a u-turn and uh, and left the premises there uh, on uh, when I was with my, my friends, I also ended up going to Harajuku. Harajuku is also another major kind of shopping area. If uh, <laughs> if you think, oh wow, you've said this is a shopping area, this is a shopping area, um, you're right. Uh, this, there's kind of uh, a lot of them in Tokyo. If I had to uh, kind of categorize what I've said so far, so Shinjuku and Shibuya are more like I would say restaurant kind of places. Harajuku is, you got a lot of clothing and uh, fashion shops. And Akihabara is, like I said, kind of the entertainment uh, district. Um, in Harajuku, we uh, went to Ichiran. It's a ramen shop, but it's kind of a, a tourist trap, in my opinion. We waited for about 30 minutes, and it's, it's good ramen, but to be honest, I've had better. Uh, and it's weird because uh, we were walking around uh, later in the day. We saw another Ichiran. It, this is a chain restaurant, chain ramen restaurant. And there's people lined up outside. Like it's a massive line 
you know, with like the, the wait time was like 90 minutes or something. And I'm like, you know what? It's good ramen, but it, it, you know, I don't think it's worth to wait that amount of time for it. But yeah. And what, what was also interesting is the, in the lines and even the restaurant, the people that were in Ichiran were like 90% foreigners, um, which which was uh, I, I found interesting. It's not I feel like Japanese people are like, well, I'd rather hit up some uh, other ramen place I know than wait 90 minutes. So, yeah, <clears throat> I would say in uh, Tokyo, my favorite activity or my favorite activity overall on this trip was visiting shrines and temples. So I visited uh, three or four shrines and temples while I was in Tokyo. And just a quick rundown on what what's the what the difference is. Is a shrine is associated more with Shintoism, um, while a temple is associated more with Buddhism. So um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, shrine in uh, Japanese would be Jinja, while uh, temple uh, would be Otera. So there's even a different name for the two of them. I visited, I was able to visit Meiji Jingu Shrine. This one is uh, quite famous. Um, it's, uh, and it's a nice stroll, uh, very, uh, very scenic as well. You kind of take a little walk uh, in a park before you end up at the, the shrine. Um, I also went to Kanda Myojin Shrine. I kind of stumbled into this one. I was in Akihabara and I just looked at um, where, where could I go next, just wandering around. And I saw this shrine nearby, so I said I decided to check it out. And I think I thought it was a, it was a cool shrine, um, very ornately uh, decorated. I also had the opportunity to go to Kawasaki Daishi Temple. And this is a massive temple. I think it's one of the biggest ones in Japan. It's, it's huge. There's like multiple, um, multiple big kind of uh, places where uh, you can, well, multiple of these big, big Buddhist buildings. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just massive. And I went, actually went to the Daishi uh, temple on New Year's Day, and it was very crowded. Um, I feel a little bad because I think you were supposed to line up outside. And I didn't know, I, I, I didn't see the line. I just saw kind of some entrance or exit area and there's people like two like security people standing next to it and uh, I saw someone go in and I was like well if uh, I'll go in as well if I'm not supposed to they shouldn't I get the, the security people would just say oh like the line's over there but and I got in and I think I later uh, <laughs> later realized there's a massive line outside that I was just <laughs> stretching on for as long as I could see so I kind of finessed the system which uh and I'm glad that I didn't have to wait for so long to get in, but I also feel bad because there's a lot of people in line over there. And uh, one thing that's cool is uh, at these uh, at these shrines and temples, you can buy either omikuji, which is like uh, your fortune, or omamori, which is kind of like a protection or, or a charm. And uh, it's kind of a, a cool way to uh, collect souvenirs. The charms and uh, the omikuji are just, I think, nice uh, memorabilia. Um, I actually hung a uh, traffic accident protection omamori uh, in my car. Um, it's usually you hang it on like the uh, the mirror. I don't like stuff hanging off of there. So I just hung it on one of the, the side of my door. But 
yeah, I the if anyone's wondering what uh, fate or my fortune was, um, I don't I don't remember. I I got an omikuji at uh, the Meiji Jingu, um, and I'm I'm kind of blanking on. I don't. I think it was like you will be lucky, but it wasn't like the oh my gosh super lucky kind of uh, year. I think there's different <laughs> different levels of luckiness that you can get, but yeah. So um, just to kind of uh, review the uh, trip overall, uh, this was my third time in uh, Tokyo, and to be honest, I feel like I've kind of maxed it out. I'm uh, familiar with the vibe now. I've been to quite a few of the famous spots already. I think one thing that I would still wish to knock, kind of knock off the bucket list, is if I'm ever in Tokyo, I want to go up on the Sky Tree. Uh, it's a huge building, and you can just kind of see the uh, Tokyo uh, skyline. Um, yeah, that so that would be kind of one thing that I would like to do if I'm ever back in Tokyo. Didn't get a chance this time, um, and I haven't gone to uh, the Imperial Imperial Palace yet either. It was closed when I strolled by, uh, so there's still some stuff left. But I feel like Tokyo for me now is. Like, okay, if I have three nights to spend with my friends, yeah, let's go Tokyo. We're going to have a, a good time, just kind of party, hang out, visit all the all the famous spots. But if I'm going to kind of explore or vacation in Japan any further, I'm definitely going to look elsewhere. I think I, I would like to visit Kyoto um, and... Uh, maybe Okinawa uh, before I uh, before I leave back to the states so just some uh, some of some places that I haven't visited yet I feel like um, those would have more to offer for me than going back to Tokyo again for example um, I didn't it, what didn't help uh, during the trip was that I wasn't a fan of the the Tokyo vibe um, and I, I know I say vibe a lot but I think the the atmosphere was just different in Tokyo. And what I mean by that is uh, people are used to foreigners there, people coming from other countries, and that just kind of, I think, desensitizes them to it. And to be honest, there's been recently, I think, a string of foreigners that come to Japan and just kind of mess around and uh, really are just, um, you know, not, not people that you want... Uh, representing uh, your country or just foreigners in general. And so I, I think um, there was definitely a difference in attitudes I saw um, when I was interacting with people in Tokyo uh, versus interacting with people on my island or even in Kagoshima. It, people were more like, okay, all right. Like it, was, it wasn't like a, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it was just colder. I would, that's, how, that's how we describe it. People here are uh, are warmer i think i feel like i think that that might be uh the case in any big city versus like a smaller town like i think i do think even in in hungary um if you you know in, in budapest people are a little bit more like okay like just going on about their business for as you know if you go to a smaller rural community you know they're more they would seem more welcoming uh even though a lot of the rural communities in hungary have uh politics that i'm pretty uh and not entirely aligned with, but yeah, so that was just kind of uh, my my experience, and uh, I think honestly, my this kind of um, uh, what I'm describing with uh, Tokyo right now, I would say it's the same for Yokohama. Uh, I've I think at this point I've maxed out 
this okay big city japanese big city experience uh one like i said kyoto i still want to travel to that's a big city but i feel like it's a different vibe i think there's more um more shrines um there's a, a palace there as well uh so i think that that would be uh different than uh like yoko yokohama and tokyo for example in any case i got a couple of uh, current events sections for you so uh let's get to those <music> Welcome back, everyone. Um, let me try and speed through these current events sections, um, where they're rather short, fortunately. I know that that previous section was uh, quite long. It was a long trip. Uh, but both of these uh, current events sections have uh, something to do with an uh, explosion of sorts. So um, first, I was alerted by my friend in the morning about a volcanic explosion um, and this was on the 14th of January so about a week ago uh, today don't worry I'm all good this uh, volcano actually erupted uh, 174 kilometers away I believe on uh, a, the eruption was a volcano called Mount Otake and uh, it was it exploded on on the 14th like I said on uh, Suano Sejima Island and so the people there, or the uh, Japanese government, raised the volcanic alert level to a 3 out of 5. So it's dangerous for people nearby. Um, rocks flew about 2 kilometers um, into the air and away from the mountain. But I think for people that were farther away, like myself, uh, completely okay. Uh, here in Tanegashima, it did get a little uh, smoky, I think, uh, during the later part of the day, but like the even the weather, um, <clears throat> I was checking the uh, how the weather quality on uh, on my phone, and it, it said like a little moderate or a little bit worse than uh, than good, um, and so everyone was just out. I think at that time I was actually just playing soccer. People were out and about, no you know no masks on or nothing. It it didn't really uh, didn't affect us too much, fortunately. But so yeah, volcano blew up uh, nearby. The other explosion that I wanted to talk about uh, has something more to do with rocket power, and um, this isn't a, a this is an explosion of rocket fuel, um, not an explosion of the rocket itself. Um, what I'm talking about is recently JAXA, um, the Japanese uh, space agency, and Mitsubishi Mitsubishi Heavy Industries launched a rocket on the 12th of January. This was a successful launch uh, that puts the Optical 8 Information Gathering, uh, or SPY satellite, into the air. And so the primary purpose of this satellite is to counter, or at least surveil, monitor uh, North Korean aggression, but also just kind of uh, be a satellite for uh, weather, you know, extreme weather events and uh, stuff like that. Um, one in interesting thing to note is this was one of the last H-2A rockets uh, fired um, from uh, from Japan. Japan's rocket is the H-2A. So far, 48 have been launched with uh, two more to go. Only two more are going to be launched. Uh, Japan wants to uh, transition to the H-3 version of the rocket, but unfortunately one failed in uh, March of last year. The next H-3 launch will be uh, February 15th, so stay tuned for that. I will definitely be mentioning that in, uh, you know, when mentioning that in the podcast when that happens. I think 
you know, everyone, uh, I think I'm assuming most people have heard that there's kind of a, uh, a space race of sorts, a lot of commercial companies trying to get in on uh, launching rockets into space. You know, you got um, Bezos's company, um, you got SpaceX with Elon Musk. Um, there's the, I think, uh, India and China have also been uh, launching their rockets. And so Japan's trying to keep up. I think that's why they're trying to pivot to the H3 rocket. Um, I'm going to uh, cut to the closing section straight away and uh, start with the word of the week, which is shakaijin. So shakaijin means person who is employed or not in school. You know, they are a member of society, essentially. But the thing is, I uh, I got a little confused because shakai means like society, um, and I thought it meant world society, and then jin is uh, for person. So I thought, I'm like, oh, like world society person. So for me first, I thought that this was uh, someone who has experience kind of traveling abroad or has been to many places. Um, and so there's definitely a couple times I misused this word. And I, I said something like, oh, you're you're such a, a shakaijin. I wanted to say like, oh, you're like a very much a world traveler of sorts. When I basically, I just said, oh, well, you're very much a person who works for the society. So um, it's interesting how, I mean, I think that was just maybe my bad, but I think it, maybe it's a little bit of an illustration of how uh, kind of kanji um, can uh, can get confusing or it's not completely straightforward um, at times. Your uh, stat of the week is 20.8 kilometers, and this is the amount I walked on December 28th. I think I spoiled it a little bit uh, earlier in the episode. I think I mentioned 21 kilometers or a half marathon. Uh, but yes, 20.8 kilometers on December the 28th. I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank everyone for uh, listening to this episode. Uh, please consider subscribing. I uh, appreciate every one of you that's uh, already subscribed. Uh, I will be back in uh, in two weeks. Um, see you then. Para Astra.